This is the Big Branding Small Business Podcast with brand strategist and designer, as well as your host, Jeremy Allen. He helps small businesses with a big branding approach. Welcome to this week's episode of Big Branding Small Business. And to keep up to date with all the episodes that are released, then hit that subscribe button. And if you've already hit that subscribe button, then thank you. This week's episode is a special episode. Not only because of the guests that I have on here, but also this episode marks my 52nd episode. I've been dropping this podcast every single Monday, whether it's a few minutes before midnight or earlier in the day, for 52 weeks. That's a solid year that I've put forth the effort to release this podcast in order to bring really good content to you guys in the space of branding for your small business. I've had some amazing guests, some excellent guests on my past episodes, but tonight I have the great honor and privilege to interview my neighbor, Jake Rasmussen. Now, Jake is a marketing director and has been doing this for almost seven years now, and when it comes to marketing, whether it's digital or whether it's physical marketing, this guy knows his stuff. I'm super excited to have him on this episode, and I think you guys are thoroughly going to enjoy it. So sit back and relax, and Jake, welcome to Big Branding Small Business Podcast. Man, Jeremy, thanks so much for having me here. For one, congratulations. 52 weeks is amazing. I mean, that's a full year. I mean, I'm sure I've gained a lot of weight in 52 weeks, and other people have lost weight in 52 weeks, and you just become stronger every day doing your F. 93 f3 fitness which is pretty amazing and super inspiring but uh, yes i am very proud of you for doing this and and following your vision and talking about branding and it is something that your eyes light up every time this happens just a little bit about me just uh, i love to serve companies i love to serve businesses serve ministries in the area of marketing helping them achieve their goals and exceed them especially in the area of marketing man that is totally awesome and i know for a fact that you really do enjoy helping these businesses succeed and thrive now we have tons of sidewalk conversations and tons of middle of the road conversations driveway conversations we love hanging out at the fire pit in our driveways um, during this fall weather that's hopefully coming upon us and we really do dork out on this stuff. You love the marketing aspect. I love the branding aspect of it. And as I've grown in my branding and as I've worked full-time uh, for a marketing team, I've learned a lot, but I've not learned as much as I've learned when just having these great conversations with you. And also, we work together on some projects before where you've done the marketing aspect of it and I've done the design aspect for it where through our volunteer positions for the city that we live in. Now, I could dork out, like you said, all day about the branding, the mission, the vision, the values, the foundational components, the design components of it, but I do not bring the depth and breadth of marketing knowledge like you have. And that's why I wanted to make this special episode, the 52nd episode, and have you on as my guest so that you can hopefully help some of these small businesses, these people, these entrepreneurs and solopreneurs in my audience execute some great marketing strategies within their small business. 
Yeah. I mean, for starters, you had mentioned sidewalk conversations and I mean, we just have to agree on this point is that marketing is more important. Oh, than don't branding. no. Would you don't agree you with even, that? No, don't you okay. get me started. I'm glad, on that. I'm glad we're no, agreeing no, no, uh, no, right no. here. But in all honesty, you know, marketing is more important, but it can't <laughs> just trying to get the dig in here. Yeah, um, right. But it can't be done apart from branding. Right. I think in a in an ideal scenario, a business owner, or a company would come to the table knowing what their voice is, knowing uh, how they're presenting themselves to uh, external, externally to customers, potential customers, and then also internally. Who are they and, and how do they value their brand and, and communicate it internally? That way, when a marketer comes to the table, it's almost like the assets are being handed to you on a silver platter. Because what you just said, and somebody much wiser than me, I mean, I'm a idiot with most of this stuff anyway, is 50% of your ad spend, 50% of your marketing spend is wasted. The problem is you just don't know which 50%. Right, right, right. And that's a tough spot. But I can tell you that it's even more wasted when there isn't a solid brand strategy uh, for a marketer to come in and say, hey, we can accelerate this. You know, uh, one of the great uh, uh, TV shows right now where entrepreneurs come on and pitch their ideas, right? One of the one of the fish guys that sit around, um, they say frequently, I love it when somebody comes into uh, this area and all we need to do is dump some money in marketing, yeah. right? Is, is how can I um, find those powder kegs and light them ablaze? And that's what a good marketer does is they see the potential in a customer and a product and a client and a business and say, hey, with these marketing strategies, we can accelerate your business. Do you want to go for it? You know, and so there's a lot of caveats that have to do with it. Facebook is a very common one that a lot of small business owners get into very quickly because they can just click the button that says boost. boost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and good old boost. You know, I used to, I think I've come back just a little bit, but I heard, you know, another marketer at one point say, um, man, I love the boost button for companies because it, they waste so much money that by the time they come to me, they're like ready to make money because people just think, oh, I'm, I'm advertising on on Facebook or YouTube because I because I boosted something. And it's yeah. ridiculous because there's so many, so many facets that go into it and so many marketing parameters that it is daunting. But uh, products like these, Facebook or YouTube or Google ads, they need to simplify and dumb it down so they make people feel like they know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense, and I totally agree with that. The boost button does make it easier to use Facebook advertising, and they do dumb it down a little bit, and I I like that, but to your point, it wastes a bunch of money. You're just literally throwing stuff at the wall and hoping and praying that it sticks. I mean, it's hope marketing at its best. Yeah. And if you, as a business owner, just take some time, 10, 15 minutes, find a great article, find a great book, and apply that to your business. I mean, when I take my clients through the branding process, one of the things we look at is their customer base or their audience. And if you do the proper branding where you've got your mission, your vision, your values, your brand story, how you're going to speak, you will know who your audience is. So when it comes to that Facebook advertising option, you'll know what options to choose when you go through that foundational branding process. And even if you get into the Facebook advertising and you see 
the large amount of options that they give you to choose from, just take a screen capture or take a mental picture of that, write them down, and do a reverse engineering process where you say, okay, how can I answer this question? Let me look into that. Let me look into that option. But as we all know, that branding is the most important thing to start with. <laughs> I had to take my dig back, of course. But it is foundational. I've always said it's foundational. Of Advertising builds off of it. Marketing builds off of it. PR builds off of it. Well, so, so often marketers get a bad rap because um, they sell things to people, right? They, they just sell people. That if you don't have a good brand, if you don't have good branding, you know who you are as a small business owner. Uh, I mean, you are selling snake oil in a sense, right? But when you know that you have a good brand and your business is solving a problem, and that's uh, to me, that's another big thing. Instead of us calling ourselves marketers, we're just problem solvers. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, totally like, agree with Surely that. a business has a problem. They want more revenue. And so marketing is going to help drive additional revenue. So we can come to the table as a marketer and a strategist and say, hey, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? And then we can reverse engineer a plan, find the right audiences, find the right in-market affinity segments and target them with top-notch tools, right? I mean, by the time we end up finishing this podcast, there will be new tools and display options that are out there, right? But it comes back to what problem are you solving for your customers? And I think good marketers won't just say, oh, you have a widget that you want to sell. Let me help you sell that widget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, what is the problem that that widget solves? And then we tap into how can we help you come alongside of the customer to solve their problem? Yeah, no, I totally agree 100% with that. And when you're trying to market to these people, that it will create a more attractive marketing approach. And you will reach the target audience that you are trying to reach. Let's take a step back, though, and go back to this boosting thing. It does make it more accessible. It does make it easier. But for, say, our audience members out there that know a little bit about marketing and have enough knowledge about their audience, what is some practical advice that we can give them that they can apply to their small business so that they can set up a boost or a Facebook ad in a proper way to attract the right clientele or to reach the right audience with the reach metrics and other things like that that Facebook offers to us. But do it within a smaller, tighter budget. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you had first messaged me about this, I mean, I put my life on hold, right? I was like, okay, I'm going to prepare for this podcast, right? So I'm going to go to it. And um, I started thinking about this question is who needs marketing and who needs branding? Just because I know your niche and your passion is branding as much as mine is marketing, right? Like if I start talking audiences and in market and affinity segments, you're like, glazed over you know you you just your eyes gloss over yeah just like you start talking about like brand strategy and voice and everything else i'm like that's the dumbest thing ever you know it's needed you have to look at your business and you have to say well i need more revenue so i must need more marketing so i was just trying to think in our community here you know we have a um kind of a catering boutique catering type company that's just right down here uh on the highway. And I was thinking if I went into there and said, Hey, if I could do some marketing for you. And then I was thinking to myself, gosh, if they, you know, you can spend $10 a day on Facebook, right? And you can make an impact with $10 a day. You don't need to go hire a marketer to do something like that. 
But all they need is probably an awareness campaign to get their their name out to people. But where their money could be spent is in the branding of when people come in and they order delicious food. Are they just ordering their family a meal? Or are they, you know, I, I can wing it a little bit in branding, but you would come to the table or branding would come to the table and say, it, you're not just getting a meal for your family. You're saving yourself time so that you can, it, you know, be at the sports park with kids or whatever. I don't know. Right. But then go down just a little further and there's a dental office, right? Like everyone has teeth. <laughs> yeah, right. So most it, of us in the South do anyway. Well, yeah, moving here to the South, I don't know about that. You have a good set of pearly whites, but uh, <laughs> Thanks. I've seen some backwoods. But anyway, if, if you go down to a dental office, as a great example, is there's a there's a need that, that they solve, right? People have cavities, people um, need braces, they need alignment, they want their teeth whitened, you know, they need them cleaned, these yeah. kind of things. Yeah. They could just tap in really quickly and get marketing and make an impact, right? Uh Their branding doesn't need to be top-notch in that scenario because of the type of clients that they are. Sure, everyone can use great branding and everyone can use great marketing. But you have to know – first, you have to connect with a branding expert or a marketing expert that has the integrity to say, I see what you're trying to accomplish but probably don't use me for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like I can give you some free resources or guide you in the right direction, but you know, you can make some headway with $10 you yeah, know, yeah, a day yeah. with yeah. this. But realistically, bringing a marketing strategist to the table, you're wanting to spend five, $6,000 a month, right? Yeah. But again, it comes back to what problem are you trying to solve? You know, you can hire somebody for $500 to help you run great Facebook ads and be all in, you know, at a month of, you know, a grand and still do well. It's just so many businesses are so different. It's hard to say, here's one cookie cutter approach. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's totally true. I know we've spent a good part of our conversation. Most of it has covered the digital marketing front. Just like there's no one-size-fits-all for any particular company out there, when they come to me for branding, every company is unique. My approach has a framework and a process, but the results are unique to those clients. It's not just my likes or opinions because if you put your opinion against somebody else's opinion, then it's just a battle. (laughs) But when I take a unique approach and I've totally uncovered and discovered and got to the DNA of these companies, that what I bring to the table, it usually is the right answer and the right solution for the problem that we're trying to solve. And I know a lot of marketers take that same approach where they try to get to the core or the DNA of a particular business's problem so that they can solve it through marketing tactic. Now, I got off on a little tangent there, but again, going back to the fact that we've covered mainly digital, I want to take some time and let's talk about some other tactics that could work in the marketing realm, such as direct mail or magazines or any type of physical marketing uh, that they could use and implement within their small business and achieve some good success from that. And I'm not talking these 9-inch by 12-inch insane large postcards in the mailbox. Just totally absurd. Yes. Just just 
trying to grab your yeah. attention you in the biggest way possible. Ships out all the time now. Just yelling at you as it shows up in your mailbox. What are some other things besides that that they can do that they can succeed in your opinion? Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. I mean, obviously we're so baked into the digital age, right? And it's because there's so many different offerings with it. Is I can go onto somebody's TV on YouTube, YouTube television, and get a get an ad in there and not have to worry about programmatic, you know. Um, or I can be in somebody's Facebook or Gmail account, however the case may be. But when you specifically mention like a direct mail campaign, I think when you're starting a new initiative, you're launching a new product, you're moving into a new market, mail has such a powerful presence because it is, there is an inundation to it. But political campaigns... I know it sounds crazy because everyone's like, oh, I hate political season. We're in one now. Thank goodness not here in Alabama, but in other parts of the country, it's a it's a normal cycle. Alabama's just on an off cycle. But you get so much political mail, right? Well, the reason why they send it is because it works. If it didn't work, I promise people would stop doing it, right? And so I do think there is a time and a place, but I would reserve those for um, – Big campaigns, launch campaigns, moving into new markets, new products, or if you're wanting to focus into an area. You know, you and I live here in a neighborhood. I can't help but to think, but there's some service industries um, that would do very well if they blanket um, direct mail to an EDM and every door mailer. Um, you know, I think house, that's funny. I, I know you're in the house clean, but house cleaning, uh, lawn services, pest control. Um, Just service based. Yeah, sir. Yeah, because. It makes sense, right? And so it's figuring out what do you want to accomplish and engineering the best strategy to make your money go as far as possible and for the love of all things holy. And this is just a, I say a freebie. Maybe I was late to the game in this, Jeremy. I should have really been hard on this, you know, a decade ago, but it is, it has to be trackable. You have to track it. Because if you don't track it, A, you don't know if it's working or you're just like, well, I spent $10,000 this month and I made the same amount. It must not have worked. Right. And I'm using my air quotes now. Well, maybe the $10,000 spend did work and your normal stuff didn't work. But how do you know? Right. And so it's just you have to be able to track it. And some people would oh, say, well, totally physical mailers, that. I can't track it. Oh, you can track phone numbers, URLs. You know, Did somebody get that uh, postcard to their uh, home and then they go to a store and purchase something to where they have to provide their address you can track yeah all that you can data. totally track that right? absolutely yeah. you can yeah. track all that yeah there are intelligent or smart ways to track data either through codes or phone numbers and really map out the customer journey think about all the touch points that a customer is gonna have with your product and or your service so that you can then map that out and see where you need to put some of that trackable resources. Hey, you mentioned QR codes. Can we just like geek out on these for a second? Okay. Do you remember them like six, seven, eight years ago? Like they came out and I don't know, at least in our marketing world, we're like, these things are awesome. They're going to take over. So we put them on everything and nobody used them. Yeah, no, I do remember that. And then COVID I think it was an adoption. I don't even think people really knew what to do with them. How do we even use them? You had to download things. an app on your iPhone to be able to use it, right? Yeah, like, totally. Technology was ahead of a technology at that time. Yeah, but man, COVID happened, and then now like you would go to a restaurant, and they would not have menus, right? Yeah, so you scan right. a QR code. Yep. So now QR, QR codes are back with a vengeance, but you know, 
COVID disrupted a lot, but one thing it brought to a marketer's back pocket or to a small business owner's back pocket yeah, is the, the QR code. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, so. the QR code. I mean, digital is totally trackable, and through the QR code and other methods, that the physical is totally trackable. And I love that you brought that aspect to our attention about attrition in another area might be what is to blame versus say the qr code which was a novel thing to blame at the time what these things allowed you to do was to segment you could test out different direct mail pieces or magazine advertisements to say hey this is a female audience or a male audience and you can target those specific audiences with unique messages and you couldn't do that before well, same thing in the digital realm right yeah i mean spot on i think things you just said is I mean, that's the next level. So if the strategy is what do you want to accomplish, the next uh, another layer to that is how are we going to accomplish it, right? Is you, Google put out this, um, it's a very simple analogy. They said if, if a client or I'm sorry, if a user is searching the internet and they type in they want to look at red shoes. So they click on an ad for red shoes and it takes them to blue sports cars. Yeah, right? Right, right. The person's like, right. well, forget that and they get out of it, Right. Some I know that's such a drastic comparison, but how often do we market that same way? Yeah. Like we are marketing towards moms, and then you send them to a landing page that's geared towards guys. Totally miss. And it's because it just messes up that yeah, whole so it's, process. It's you can match the 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 ad, the the copy, the headlines, all of that to the avatar and who you're targeting. Yeah. And then drop them into a page that contextually communicates to their needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where are they hurting in that area that matches where it is? So if you're going something for That's moms, good. you know, if you're if you're a lawn company going to moms to make the decision because they're the ones that are going to check the mail. Maybe the in a dual home environment or a husband and wife environment, maybe the deck the guy's going to be responsible for it, but the mom's going to be the the wife is going to be the one that picks it up to say, man, I wish he could save time on that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's the soccer mom mentality of like, don't just let somebody else cut your grass. Give yourself time back or give your husband his time back so that he can come to the soccer match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that totally makes all the sense in the world. And that's a great piece of advice for our listeners to take and think about when they are working on these things to apply to their small business. And even if they're using a direct vendor, a mail house that has a in-house design company to really guide them in this process because they're not going to know your complete customer journey you should know these things before even doing business with partners that will provide these free design services for your business kind of deals to get to every door or every zip code around your area really think about your customer journey map your touch points of every point in which a customer is going to interact with your brand so that you can effectively target who your ideal audience is. I know in my daily job where we work with a lot of franchise owners, we encourage and empower them to do their own marketing. Ultimately, it is their business and they have to run it and they have to learn the things about their business. We do provide a lot of great data that they can work with as the owner of the franchise brand, but it is their responsibility to market and advertise and communicate effectively about their brand and their business. 
we are there to just assist them and help them in this area. So, just like we do with them, what is some advice that you can give our small business owners who are sometimes a solo team or a small team or a lean team or no team at all where they can use some of these ideas and tactics to implement in their daily business and hopefully achieve some success? Yeah, and I'm just going to pull from my tool bag with that question, right? Um, I would quickly understand what problem you solve and communicate it at nauseum. Apart from your about us. So often I talk to small business owners. Or I talk to um, people with businesses. And I say, hey, tell me about your business. Hey, we started in 1982. And it was started by my dad. And, you know, I've grown it to X, Y, and Z. And, you know, we cut lawns along the way. Or yeah, we yeah. fix pipes. Or I'm an electrician. Yeah, or whatever. right. You know. I think the easy answer that you're looking for is, hey, dabble in some Facebook, right? But to me, the number one thing that a marketer can do is help somebody understand the problem that they're trying to solve, and then let's figure out how to communicate that problem to the right person that's itching in that area. So first and foremost, know the problem that you're trying to solve and start communicating about the problem, not about yourself, right? And, you know... Without name drop, name dropping a, a lot of things, there's a there's a great marketer branding type guy that is out there in this in this arena, that he uses these great examples of you're at a dinner party and people will say, "What do you do?" and you know somebody's like, "Well, I'm a chef," you know, and somebody's like, "Okay, great, what do you do?" and you know it just goes around. I'm an educator, professor, whatever the case may be. But what if that same chef was asked that question? Hey, what do you do? And he says, "You know, those families that are strapped for time, I help them create a uh, a delicious, nutritious meal so they can sleep soundly at night and wake up ready to to crush the day the next day." Oh wow, man, that's way so more like, intriguing. So what do you do? Well, I'm just a chef. No, you're not. You just told me all this. Any industry can do that, yeah. But we don't. We quickly just say, "Well, I'm a chef," and then the then the thing goes to, "Am I always selling myself?" And I want to say yes. If you're a business owner, especially a small business owner, you should always be selling yourself. In the neighborhood, you know, where we're sitting out here in the front patio, you know, around a campfire here in in a couple of months, or not a campfire, yeah, a fire pit in a in the next couple of months here in Alabama, and we have a new neighbor that would come and sit down. You know, if I just say, yeah, I'm a marketer, you know, versus I help small business owners achieve their dreams through driving additional revenue. Yeah, no, that's totally way more interesting. You're it's still my buddy down the street, selling. right? I mean, it's a, it's a new guy. So, but he, he's not feeling like, oh, he's selling. He's saying, there's something different about yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine the small business owner that was a, you know, a, a, a t-shirt maker or a travel planner. You know, I know your wife does travel planning. Yeah. She's so spot on with this. She doesn't just say, you know, I help people book vacations. She's, she knows that. She she says time is so limited. People's money is so limited. I help their vacation dollars for them to take the biggest and best vacation on a, on a simple budget. And I help them plan it all and I take the stress work out of it. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to be like, what? Well, to me, that's marketing. Yeah. And you're going to say that's branding. And I'm going to say that's both, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the marrying of the branding and the marketing. Because sometimes you don't even have to spend a dollar to be marketing. You just have to know how to tell the story. 
Yeah. But now, if I had to say, if somebody came to me and said, Jake, I have $500 this month to spend, what should I do? You know, I would say use Facebook. Most people in most audiences of most customer bases are on Facebook. Yeah. Right? There are some caveats. If you're trying to reach an 18-year-old, that's a different story. But if you're trying to reach a quote-unquote standard adult, you know, 35 to 55, Facebook is going to be your bread and butter. Yeah. You can get in front of them, get in front of the right time and continually. Now, you're going to have to pick your battles at that moment. Well, I'm a nationwide company. Anyone can buy from me online. Well, they could, but you're just going to serve one ad in New York and one ad in Wyoming and one ad here. Why not drill that down and think a, a little closer? Well, I do sell everything online, but man, most of my customer base happens to be right here in my backyard. Well, why not go to the neighborhood over or the community over and target them with the same message? Yeah. yeah. Because you already know it. So I would say start with Facebook for sure. And then, you know, if you had a little bit of extra money, I would build in very quickly a remarketing campaign. Is I would say if somebody comes to my, I'm, I think everyone has a website. If you don't have a website, your business is unique. Some of the strategies that I have in my mind probably wouldn't work. But most people now have a website. They come to the website, they check something out, they see an ad, they like something, they give a thumbs up, a like button, or they comment on it. I think you need to be retargeting them in the next three to five days as aggressively as possible because their decision window is right now. Yeah. Totally. I and totally so if you're acquiring somebody in the next level then is to, to do that. And you can do that with Facebook. You can easily do that with Google. And you can do it for 5 to $10 a day. You don't have to go crazy. Yeah, that's solid advice. I know we've run some of those strategies on the Helena campaigns when we've worked together on those. Yeah. Yeah, and just as an aside, I mean, as people are listening, so Jeremy and I not only are neighbors, but we, we serve on a, a – city board here that does really cool work i mean over the summer it's a summer concert series and it's fun i mean let's be honest we, we all have our skills and come to the table but we just want yeah. to listen to live music too you know yeah, yeah, and so totally. it's fun but as, as you and i craft these you make the, the great art that goes out that. but we target we try to build the likes on our facebook page so we can target them easier right yep there's a strategy there a like Likes do not pay the bills. Nope, not like, at all. Let me just say this. If you are listening to this and, and you think, okay, I just need to get some more likes on my Facebook page, they are not going to pay the bills. Nope. But it's part of the strategy because if you get the right people that like your page, you can target them back, not necessarily at a cheaper cost, but at a more yeah. targeted cost. Absolutely. And you know the message that they're already inserted in live music as an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is stellar advice. Man, Jake, I could seriously talk about this whole dorky marketing and branding stuff for hours and hours on end. But in the interest of time and our audience, I just want to say thank you for being a guest on this episode. And I wanted to say thank you for sharing your expertise with marketing. While Jake we and I have toyed important. around with building a podcast for a couple of years where we pit marketing against branding, of course. I mean, we know marketing wins, though, Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy no, no, wins no, no, every no, time. No. Yeah, let's get an advertising yeah. guy on here and see what he says. <laughs> or a PR person on here and see what he says. Hey, let me say. just say this, though. And I, I know I opened the, with this. I'm very proud of you. Uh, it is hard to do something for a year consistently. And especially when you're like, I don't know if it's going to help anyone or I don't know. And so I am so proud of you for not only doing it, 
But speaking of doing it, we also rushed home from one of our city events so that you could be home to post the episode. And yeah, I remember you yeah. looking at me, you're like, Jake, we have to leave. And I think it's just your commitment and your dedication. This isn't vanity for you. I've never sensed that as I've listened to these as well. Is this never vanity? Like you're just no. so excited to talk about your stuff. Indeed. You're so excited to help others to have good branding. You know, big business branding. Yep. For the little guy. Yeah. At the yep. beginning, it was an exercise in futility for me, a way to create some type of discipline and really sticking to it. Been putting this out on Monday, and that's why we rushed home that night so that I could make that Monday deadline <laughs> for sure. Haven't missed a Monday deadline yet, and I wasn't going to miss it that night. Posting it up at 11.56 p.m. And I'm sorry, police department, but I did speed in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Uh-huh. But yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll plead the fifth on that one. We'll go ahead and cut ourselves off on this one. But Jake, I thoroughly enjoyed having you as a guest on this episode. And it's been a tremendous episode. And I think my guests will find great advice that they can take and apply to their small business. And again, thank you for all those listening to Big Branding Small Business. This has been my 52nd episode, and I hope you have enjoyed it. Thanks again for listening to Big Branding Small Business Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button to keep up with future episodes. And we will talk next week. Well, thank you for listening to Big Branding Small Business Podcast with brand strategist and designer Jeremy Allen. He helps small business with big branding approach. And as you heard him say, his website is nobsbranding.com.